Welcome to the Simple Programmer Podcast. Making complex programming simple and fast. With everything from career advice to philosophy, it's the Simple Programmer Podcast. What's up, guys? John Sonmas here from simpleprogrammer.com. And today we're going to be talking about something that is especially relevant to you guys right now, especially since what's been going on in the world, uh, you know, that uh, that little thing, that little uh, little thing that's just been, you know, we've been all been, been thinking about and is causing you to maybe have to work from home or, or maybe not work at all if you weren't prepared to work from home. So I actually have today one of my authors from Simple Programmer, Will Gant, and Will is gonna be talking about, about working remotely since that's his expertise. He actually just wrote a book on working remotely. It's called Remote Work, and you can actually find it in the in the cards or in the link below. You know, why working from home is something that you should have been prepared for and, and now you can get prepared for and, and just kind of everything everything related to that. So uh, welcome, Will. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so man, uh, give give a little bit of a background. What, why, what have you been doing like remote work and, and experience and stuff like that? Yeah, I've, I've been doing remote work um, on and off for I think since probably about 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, at multiple different jobs. I've also had jobs where they gave me a laptop and I was allowed to work remote uh, when I got home on my own time. Um, and I've been doing this for, what, 12 years now. And over time, I've, I've learned that a lot of people kind of have some interesting misconceptions about what remote work involves. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so that, that's kind of how I came to the idea of, of writing the book. I, I realized that a lot of people are really, really poorly prepared. Um, I had a coworker at a previous job that was constantly pushing remote work and did not have any preparation done for it at all. And his efforts in that direction made it really hard for the rest of us to convince management after he got let go to let us work remote. And so that was kind of the genesis of the idea of this book was to give people a guide to prepare themselves to do it properly so that they can continue doing it. I think that's, yeah, that's really good. I think a lot of people that haven't worked remotely don't realize how important it is to actually prepare. And that's one of the things I, I liked about, about the book and your experience, because I know <laughs> I failed the first two times I work remotely. So I think the first time that I work remotely, I played poker all day online in, instead of working. And it wasn't like I intended to do that. It was just that I kept on thinking in my head, I'm going to, I'm going to work at night and I'll just like play during the day. And you know, when nighttime came around, I still didn't feel like working and I didn't end up getting much work done and that, that didn't end too well. And then, and then, you know, the second time I got a, a remote job, I think I ended up playing Lord of the Rings online all day instead of working as well. And that one was actually not, not a job. It was, I was actually working as a business where I was one of the business owners. So I was screwing myself <laughs> on that <laughs> yep. one because I wasn't prepared for, for, for remote work. So what, what can someone do to prepare themselves so they don't end up in that situation? And then just like to, you know, for everyone that's like, John, you lazy ass. Well, the third time I tried it, I got it right. I figured out to set up a routine and, and some, probably some of the stuff you're going to talk about, but why don't you tell, tell me about what you, what you think about it? 
Well, there's several things that can go wrong. The first, as you mentioned, is getting easily distracted. So, mm. you know, one of the things I, I cover is how you, you know, you plan your time, how you figure out your best work time. Um, you know, you're talking about working at night after playing poker during the day, you probably were playing poker during your best work time and then night rolls around and you can't. Um, so that's one set of things. Uh, another set of problems that I've seen is people are not prepared in terms of their home work environment. So there's mm. distractions, there are equipment failures, there's stuff like um, network issues and they don't yeah. know how to troubleshoot it. And you know, that will sabotage you too. Like you could you know, be working remote for three or four weeks and all of a sudden, you know, Comcast goes out. <laughs> how do you handle it without right. getting stuck going back into the office because somebody messed with a cable at the street and, you know, being prepared for that makes it where it's easier to a- avoid having your boss drag you back in. Um, so I, I got into that. Uh, the other thing that a, a lot of people don't expect is it's really isolating working remotely. Oh. Actually, oh, yeah. a whole lot of people are feeling that pretty thoroughly right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, but it, it's a surprise for everybody that's, that suddenly had to do this. You know, you've, you've got to take effort to, to talk to people and to help your work relationships and to communicate properly. There's, there's really a lot there that you don't know until you collide with it usually two or three times. And so that was a big part of that part of the book. Yeah, no, yeah, that's very true. Like I, you know, I remember when I, when I did had my successful work from home job and everyone was remote. I remember my internet going out and I, you know, had messaged my boss and I was like, yeah, my, my internet's out. You know, I texted him and he's like, well, what are you going to do about it? And I was like, wait a minute, this is my problem. And then I was like, oh, wait, this is my problem. This is like, he's basically like, you know what? You got, you got to figure this shit out. Like you, I still expect you to work. And you know, I was thinking, well, shit, I didn't have a backup plan. I wish I would have had like a secondary internet or like a mobile internet that, you know, a hotspot or something or a coffee shop that I knew I could go to. I had none of that. So I was just like scrambling to like try and find a coffee shop or, or you know, or figure out what I could, what I could do. But I wasn't, wasn't prepared and I definitely wasn't prepared for the, the loneliness, the isolation part of it. You know, I didn't set up myself with with an environment or community, and so it was really it was it was really surprising to me that um, you know I wanted to work from home, and then I get into that situation. I'm like, shoot, I, I actually kind of want to go back to the office now because I I had that social isolation. Yeah, it it nailed me the first time too because I I worked remotely and I was not going into the office at all. And one day I went to a gas station to get some fried chicken because you know. We, we talk about the health stuff later, but, uh, <laughs> and the gal behind the counter asked me, said, how you doing, honey? And I told her <laughs> at length. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, okay, something's off. I yeah. can't do this. This isn't normal. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah it, it'll really, it'll mess with you after a while. Now, what about, so, okay, so I guess one of the things that a lot of people, so I'm, I'm imagining a lot of people that are going to be watching this that are like, you know, like me, I always wanted to work remotely. I thought that was the dream. If I could telecommute, that's the dream job. You know, what do you think about, I think a lot of people, they just assume that they have to find a telecommute job, right? Which, what, what do you, what do you, would you say about that? Like, can anyone work from home? Can any job become a telecommute job or can, you know, if you're just working for your regular employer, do you have to 
quit your job and find a telecommute job if you want to work from home. I would honestly say that it's probably a little bit harder to find a telecommute job if you haven't already done it mm -hmm. just because yeah. of the hiring pool. Uh, what I would prefer to do is take the existing job and convince management to let me work remotely. Uh, that does several things. One, uh, your management hopefully already trusts you. You've built rapport. It's easier yeah. to sell that idea. Um, two, you can do it, you know, piecemeal like a day at a time and go, okay, I just, I'm going to work remote one day and you can kind of prove yourself and you can kind of check and make sure that your systems are actually up to what you think they're up to and that you're prepared for anything that happens. I, I feel like it's a safer way to go to just transform your existing job into a remote work job instead of trying to find a new uh, fully remote job, you know, right out the gate. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's something that I, I had done. And like I said, the first job that I, <laughs> And I kind of blew it on that one. And then I had actually gotten a telecommute job at one point, but it was really hard. Like there was, everyone wants to apply for the telecommute jobs, right? Like any right. work from home developer job, everybody wants to apply for that. And it was, it was really, really hard. And I, I, I wish that I had just thought about making my current job become one. So how does someone go about doing that? I, I think, cause there's probably gonna be a lot of people that are skeptical. Cause I know I was, skeptical at first but how do you like you know <laughs> let's say you work you only are like you know five miles away from your work how do you get your boss to be like yeah you can work from home you know and not be the five mile drive well you have to recognize that this is a sales process mm -hmm. right when you're you're selling an idea to your boss you're saying okay i want to work remotely this will come out better for you mm -hmm. if i do and then you have to prove that you can do that. And so what you try to do is you try to set up small experiments. Um, so for instance, if you have a doctor's appointment or you have somebody coming by your house, you know, making a delivery or, you know, things like that, try to work from home those days and right. show management that you can actually do it in a limited time frame, And that gets rid of a lot of initial objections. It also gets rid of situations where they go, well, we, we don't have the infrastructure for it. Um, cause you, a lot of times you'll find that they just don't, uh, yeah, a lot of the yeah. companies, I have a feeling, you know, six months from now, that's not going to be as common. Um, now that they've been forced effectively to, you know, take steps to prepare for remote work. Um, a lot of employers are probably going to be a little bit different, but you know, when I was doing this before, you know, probably a, a good third of them, you know, have yeah. no capability to VPN or anything, or they don't want software developers doing that because of access to critical systems. Um, so if you, if you sell it piecemeal, then you can kind of escalate, right? The mm -hmm. easiest, the easiest uh, transition there is between nothing and a very little amount of remote work. And then you just keep escalating versus I want to switch to remote. Like that's so jarring. It's not going to work as a sales process. It's kind of a trust building uh, type exercise. Right. That makes sense. That's like just asking, you know, I, like, will you marry me? And it's like, you haven't gone on any dates and <laughs> you haven't <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> it's a pretty big commitment to, to make uh, without knowing how things are, might go. So, so I guess, so then one thing someone could potentially do is if they're sick one day, but they're not like super sick, but they're sick enough where they're maybe should be in quarantine <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because they don't want to spread it, but they can still work that they, you know, talk to their boss and say, Hey, 
I'm, I'm feeling sick. I'm not going to come into the office today, but rather than just being out sick, I'm going to try working from home if that's okay. And, you know, and, and I'll, you know, and we can see how it goes or, you know, to start off like something like that, or, or maybe if they have an appointment where they were going to have to leave work, that they basically, or they're going to, you know, show their home or something like that, that they just ask for permission to stay home and, and still work. Right. And those, you know, those kind of appointments are perfect uh, with one notable exception. Don't tell them that you need to work from home because Comcast is coming out to hook up your internet. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> I've seen somebody do that before. It doesn't really work well. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't, doesn't sound too good. So, okay. So then you do that kind of as a pilot. Now on that day that you're working from home, I'm assuming you should probably work really, really hard, <laughs> like get a lot, right. lot done, right? Right. You want, you want to increase your productivity over what a normal day would be. Um, right. And this is pretty easy to do. I mean, most offices are basically designed to distract you yes. just about. And yep. so it shouldn't be too difficult for you to do that. Uh, the other uh, really tricky bit there is that you also have to make sure and communicate your productivity. It doesn't do you exactly. any good if management doesn't notice. Uh, you know, even if you got more done and and they don't find out about it or there's no provable uh, artifacts of that, you're not going to sell them on the idea. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing I always did whenever I was working was to send a weekly report that had like a daily breakdown of of what I did, especially focusing on like the accomplishments I did every single day or every single week, so that especially when I was working remotely because then like my boss doesn't know what I'm doing. And it's like, well, here's what I did today. Here's what I did the, the next day. Are you talking to that level? Is there other things you'd recommend in order to get you to, so people know you're working and not playing poker in Lord of the Rings. Well, um, communicate in advance of whenever you need something and hmm. try to make sure that they have status reports without asking you. Yes. Uh, yeah. One thing that happens a lot is people will not, um, they won't be clear with, with management about what they're doing and they don't realize it, but management doesn't sit there and go, I don't know what he's doing. They go, Oh, I know what he's doing. He's playing poker. Right. You know, people will fill in the blanks and pattern match. And so you don't want them doing that. Um, so typically try to get something before uh, management needs it, uh, have something at the end of the day and also try to make sure that you are regularly communicating, you know, responding quickly to emails, um, available in chat channels or whatever, if your company has that, um, those are, those are pretty critical. That way it's very clear that yes, this person is just working from the house. They're not sitting around doing nothing. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I think it's, I think a lot of people forget that like, like slack and stuff shows idle time and <laughs> it's like it's pretty apparent when someone's not really there or you know so okay and then now what about you know we've we've kind of made it painted a, a dreary picture of working from home but I, I think you know overall I would always still choose to work from home to work remotely what are some of the kind of like benefits I think that for people that are on the fence, would you say like why they should consider work working remotely? Well, uh, there, there've been several studies that have gone into the cost. Um, hmm. the average American, if I recall correctly, spends about $2,600 a year, uh, 
just on their commute costs and you know the associated things with that um, typically that doesn't include the fact that you're having to probably pay more for lunch versus getting something out of the fridge and or you're getting the health problems from eating at whatever restaurants are near your work um, it doesn't include things like getting sick more often mm. Yeah. You know, from being in an office, which all of a sudden we noticed, right. um, you know, it, it's, it's kind of weird. You know, there's a lot of stuff that the assumption that you're going to go into an office, you know, there, there's a lot of costs that get put on you, you know, just as an employee that you don't really realize until you're in a situation where they're not there. So, you know, there's also the time constraints. Um, oh, yeah. You know, my daughter is 11 and we would have to put her in childcare you know, before and after school, basically for me to be able to work a full work day, if I wasn't working from home, um, that's right. several hundred dollars a month. And now I can just put her on the bus and she gets off the bus and I'm here. Yeah. And it's really, um, I think that is a huge, huge benefit. Um, I don't know how much it comes up to total in a year, but I would say it's probably at least double what that, uh, you know, normal cost is. And then you start thinking about the value of the time. I mean, if I spend two hours in traffic, um, that is pretty much insane. Uh, but I was doing that every day. And I got up to intermediate level in spoken Russian practicing in the car. Right. And with yeah. Nashville drivers and the amount of distraction that is, that was still enough time to do that in like a year and a half. Yeah. Um, that's a ridiculous amount of time. Like you could actually just, play poker during that time yeah. <laughs> and, and probably exactly. still be happier, right? Like it, you don't yeah. even have to go do anything productive. It's just, it, it wastes a tremendous amount of time. Um, yeah. I would also say that it kind of puts you in a mindset um, when you physically go into an office every day where what's up guys, John Sonmez here from simpleprogrammer.com. And I want to tell you about my free blogging course that you can sign up for at simpleprogrammer.com forward slash pblog. Now, this free blogging course is going to tell you how to create a blog to boost your career. It's something that you definitely don't want to miss. Thousands of developers have already gone through the course, the free course that you're going to get by email, and have learned how to create a blog to boost their career, to make more money, and even to grow their own side business. It's something that Every single developer should do, especially if you're a web developer, you should have your own blog. I'm going to show you exactly how to do it, how to be successful, how to get traffic, everything that you need to know about creating a blog and even making money from it. Just go to simpleprogrammer.com forward slash pblog to sign up now. Once again, it's simpleprogrammer.com forward slash pblog. You're kind of a surf working for the boss versus when you're working remote, you you're kind of working for yourself in a lot of ways. You know, you mm -hmm. have to make sure everything works. You can't sit there and uh, pass the buck. It creates a lot more responsibility. Um, so I, I don't know exactly how you could even state how much money and how much time and how much potential you're creating uh, by working remote, but you could probably look and just say it's, it's at least what you're losing going into the office. And that is profound. Yeah. Yeah. I know when I was uh, like one of my remote work jobs and some of my coaching clients actually have done the same thing is, you know, I got the job working remote or, or made the job work remote. And then in a high paying area like New York or San Francisco or, you know, wherever. And then, you know, for me, I moved to Florida <laughs> and it was like, well, I, my pay didn't decrease, but my cost of living went way, way down. And so just, you know, that was a huge cost savings 
just by by doing that once I was working remote because it's it, it doesn't really matter you can work from anywhere and then uh, and then yeah like you said a lot of the costs I think also like one of the ones that I experienced was I realized I, I track my productivity pretty religiously and I realized that I was spending you know two three hours a day at work either like going to get coffee or talking with someone on the way to go like basically talking or, or bullshitting around like, and not a, not even just because I was intending to, because someone, you know, they come up you're you're sitting there working and then you see someone standing in your cube and they're just waiting so they can tell you about the stock trade they made or, you know, the, what happened with their neighbor today. And, you know, and, and it's, uh, it's really hard to resist that I think. And so you end up spending so much time that, at least for me that, that I could be using productively. And, you know, I like my coworkers and everything, but if I'm, if I'm going to work, you know, five hours in the day and have three hours extra, I wouldn't spend those three hours talking to my coworker. I'd, I'd spend those doing something else. So, you know, working from home, I was able to, you know, and, and some of the jobs I was able to accomplish the work that would be an eight hour day in five hours. And then I had three hours to myself. And since it was a salary job, no one cared because, Hey, I'm getting the job done. That was a big advantage for me. Yeah, that that's one thing I also see employers um, saying a lot is they're like, well, if we let them work from home, how do we know they're not double billing? You know, and, hmm. you know, working four hours for us and four hours for somebody else. And it's like, well, if you can't tell based on their productivity, <laughs> how bad of a drain is your office? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, it really doesn't matter. I mean, there's, I, I suppose you can do that if you, I mean, probably would be quite a headache to manage, but if you're going to double bill, I would double bill in the sense of start building your own business instead of, you know, instead of working for two, two bosses. Right. So, yeah. So, uh, so, okay. So, I mean, you know, I, I think it's definitely, like I said, I, I think it's definitely advantageous to, to work from home, but what about, what about people that are, like considering or they're working from home. I know we talked a little bit about the the whole discipline aspect of it and, and the distractions. What about, you know, the routine or like, how do you manage it for yourself to make sure that you are actually working these hours that you're like, you know, I think it's easy to just go and wander to the fridge and keep on making trips or to have, you know, you've got, you've got family at home. If they come in, your office or, you know, or they're like, Hey dad, or, you know, how do you manage all of that? So that, you know, what, what do you do to, to keep all those distractions at bay? Well, uh, personally I have a door that locks. And so yeah. like the downstairs, I have, you know, there's two rooms downstairs that are basically my office and my server room and I can lock that door, you know, during the day. And, and so nobody can come and interrupt. Um, I think the big thing is starting to build a habit of discipline anyway. Um, and that's something you can start doing in the office and should do before you start asking to work remotely is, yep. you know, use techniques like the Pomodoro technique to get, you know, focus time and improve your productivity and um, you know, track when you have the most energy and when you don't, you know, like I, I found that my coding tasks were better suited to first thing in the morning, pretty much, you know, throughout and then like late afternoon um, between about one o'clock in the afternoon and probably two thirty, three o'clock. I'm not really a good programmer. Yeah. And I, I learned that. And so that's when I write documentation. That's when I do specs. That's when I try to have meetings, you know, all the normal junk that you've got to do anyway, 
start reshuffling stuff so that you are more productive and get used to doing that and then take that routine home and modify it so that you can function there. Um, I try to get up at the same time every day. I have a, you know, a routine at night to get ready for the next day. Uh, you know, I have certain things I do first thing in the morning, um, every morning. And, you know, once you get into that, you can kind of, uh, you make it into a habit and then you don't have to worry so much. You're not spending energy trying to make sure you're effective. You're just, you know, going through the motions on what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. It's funny with some of my friends, sometimes that, that work regular jobs, and, and, you know, going to the office, they make fun of me because they're like, well, you know, cause I'm like, Oh, I gotta get, I gotta get to bed. Cause I gotta wake up at this time and start working. And they're like, why do you work from like six to, to five or four, John? Like you could work any hours you want. Why are you just like, it's silly that you're like, you know, why, why would you do that? And I'm always like, cause you have to have a routine. You have to have discipline, whether you, you know, whether you're working for someone else or working for yourself or working from home or working in an office, like I, I treat it like the office. Like I come into my office, it's, you know, and I, I treat it just like a, a regular job. And I think a lot of people that don't work from home don't understand that. Well, actually a lot of people that are watching now do now understand yeah. that pain as they thought they were going to work from home and their productivity dropped dramatically because they realized that they, they couldn't actually do it unless they actually planned and scheduled these things. That's why I think it's important to, you know, that's why when you had proposed the idea of, of writing a book on this topic, I was like, yeah, this is like, because people don't know this. They don't know how to get a work from home job. And then when they do get one, they don't know how to do it and they screwed up for everyone else. And, you know, and, and then they, they feel like, Oh, it doesn't work or, and, and really they miss out on all the benefits because it is such a valuable thing. If you can develop the skill, and it also makes it so that your job market is the whole entire world, essentially, as opposed to just your geographic region. So you've got a lot more opportunities there. But but yeah, so I think that's some valuable stuff. So, okay, so if someone wanted to work from home right now, let's say, I, I guess I'll give you two two things that we can end this on. Some just the most, you know, whatever you can give advice here. So we've got group A. These are people that are watching that have, they don't have work from home jobs. Okay. But they want to get a work from home job and they want to work remotely. What can they do right now? What are the next steps that they should do in order to get set up to be able to work from home? Well, I think the first thing is just getting an area set up to actually do it. Um, Hmm. If, if you do your first day from your, you know, your kitchen counter, uh, it's going to hurt. You know, like you sit there for eight hours, um, you know, with, with the edge of a counter cutting into your wrist and trying to type, like that's not going to work. So find a spot, see about getting a desk, you know, start kind of getting that stuff together. Um, and you can actually test out just working remote from, you know, after hours yeah. sometimes too, right? Your employer probably is willing to let you work on something that you think needs to happen after hours. I wouldn't make it a habit of doing that, but that's right. also one way to kind of get your foot in the door and test out your setup. Um, Cause you're going to find all kinds of stuff that's wrong as yep. soon as you, you know, pressure test anything. Uh, <clears throat> I, I guess the other thing I would do is I would start kind of feeling out management and see how they think about remote work. Mm-hmm. Some of them are actually very much in favor of it and they're trying to figure out how to make it work. And they may just need a, you know, a Guinea pig for it yep. um, among the team there's other employers that are going to be completely hostile to the idea and you know, they want you to be there and they want to look over your shoulder 
and see what you're doing. And it's great to know that up front because maybe the first thing you want to do is start looking in that case. I mean, the kind of personality that wants you in the office a hundred percent of the time probably creates a kind of work environment where you're not going to get the career growth that you want. You're not going to get the uh, kind of environment that you want. So I would start feeling that out as well. Okay. Okay. That sounds, sounds pretty solid. And there is one more piece I would add to that is I would try to figure out what your value prop is as a software developer. Um, a lot of developers don't know the business. They Uh just write code and they go, I'm a, I'm an angular developer. And it's like, that's not your value proposition. Uh Like if angular disappeared tomorrow, how do you make money to put food in your mouth? And how does your employer do that? You know, make sure you know the business and what, you know, what they're doing to get their money in and what part of that you are. Like, do you reduce costs? Are you, um, you know, are you build out? You probably do know that part. And figure that out because that is the the beginning of your plan for convincing them to let you work remotely because you sell it based off of the value you're providing to them, not the value that it provides to you. Yeah. And you're going to give them more value because you're going to have more time. You're going to be more efficient. Right. And, and I think that that's a really good point, actually, because I think a lot of people don't consider that. I mean, and they think, oh, yeah, you know, it's just a job. It doesn't matter what the what the bottom line is to the business. But when you look at the markets and you look at the software developers that get paid the most money, especially like developers that work in the investment firms, <laughs> right? Like they're writing essentially the same code. It's not any more difficult to write necessarily the financial code as it is to write some, some of the other code in, in other places. But because their value, like when they're writing automated trading software, that value is extremely high to the, to the business. It makes a lot of money. So their value is, is very, very high. Whereas if you don't know where it is, if you just like, I just write code and that's my, my job, I think you're, you're right. Then it's really hard to, to pitch anything, even a raise to pitch that as well. So, yeah, I mean, it's like my grandfather taught me about business when I was five years old. You know, I, I saw this bill that he was sending to somebody for a couple hundred bucks for heating oil. And uh, you know, the idea of a couple hundred dollars just blew my mind at that yeah. point because like, I remember saving forever to make like 10 bucks. Um, and I was asking him, I was like, how does somebody have money left over after they pay for stuff like this? And he goes, well, you know, if every time I hand you $5, I make $10, how many times am I going to hand you $5? Right. Exactly. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So, okay. So if you're just starting out, then you've got to get your environment set up. You should talk to your boss to make sure that it's the kind of, that they're going to be conducive to that. Maybe they don't have to be full on. Yes, let's do it. But at least they're not completely opposed to it. Cause if they're completely opposed to it, then you should probably start shopping around and, and start looking. And then, and then you've got to get your, uh, I just lost the third one there. What are we just talking about? You, you need to get your value prop in order. Yes, your value prop. Okay. So then what about if you're already working remotely? And that's going to, because now there's <laughs> a lot of new people that are already. So what can they do right now to make it so that they're going to be effective remote workers and that they're going to increase their productivity and, and just make working remotely as good as possible for both parties involved? Um, well, the first thing is obviously get your routine in order. If you don't have that, you know, that's the, uh, framework that everything else hangs off of. Mm. Um, 
because you want to, you know, be getting up at a regular time, have, you know, certain times a day that you send reports of what you're doing, uh, make sure you're responsive, uh, those kind of things. Uh, I would also spend some quality time looking at my office and going, okay, is everything set up where I can get to it? Is it comfortable? You know, what am I missing here? Um, what happens if a piece of equipment fails? You know, I've got a, I've got a Netgear router. I forget what they call it. It's the one that looks like a giant bug. You know, what uh. if that thing dies? Well, I've got a backup router in the closet that's configured the same way and I can just unplug and plug back in and go. Right. Um, and start thinking about those kind of things. Um, usually if you think ahead on that kind of stuff, you're better prepared than the person in the office who thinks that it is going to handle it. Right. Yeah. True. Okay. All right. Sounds good. So guys, make sure if you want to work remotely or you are working remotely, you, ch you pick up a copy of Will's book just released today. It's got so much information. I mean, we could just barely scratch the, the surface of what he's put together in this book. And Will, Will is an expert in this. He's, he's been doing this for, like you said, uh, 12 years, right? I think you said. Right. Right. And, uh, you know, I can tell you, and I, I've been working remotely for, I guess, probably close to the same. And I, you know, like I said, when I read through the book, I was like, yes, exactly. These are all the problems that I encountered. These are all the things that I didn't think about. And I uh, you know it's totally worth it investment wise. And we're going to do a special here for simple programmer. If you stayed through this, if you send me a receipt from your book, purchase it on Amazon. If you send me the, your Amazon receipt, we're going to send you the blogging workbook, uh, which we sell from simple programmer, totally free. And this is, this will go along nicely, especially if you're trying to, you know, build up a side business, build a blog to market yourself. You'll get that totally free when you purchase the book, but you got to do it today and you got to send me the receipt. You can send the receipts to support at simpleprogrammer.com and you'll get that workbook for free. And, uh, and yeah, definitely recommend that you pick it up guys. And, and like I said, you know, I'll just say this about working remotely you know, everything that I've been able to build with simple programmer and, and my companies and everything and eventually quitting my job all started with working remotely because if I hadn't been able to work remotely, I wouldn't have had the time because of mostly because of commute and, you know, just having the setup and being in that work mode. See, when it, when I was working remotely, it was really easy for me to tack on an extra hour or two at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day to work on my side project and to build up simple programmer. Whereas if you're commuting and you're driving back and forth and you're tired and you're hungry, now it's dinner time, it's a lot harder, right? But if I can just work like an 11 hour day and I've got two hours at the beginning of the day where I'm working for myself and then eight hours working for my employer and then one hour at the end of the day, and some days, even, even more than that, it, or more of that for myself because I was on a salary job and I got my work done, uh, it really opened up the opportunity. So I definitely would encourage you guys to, to do that. And uh, yeah, any, any final parting words, Will? Well, I do want to add that it sometimes can take a little while um, mm. to, to get there and that's okay. Um, it's, it's a long process and doing it well, you know, it does take effort and it does take planning. Um, but I think we can all get there. And if we think about what this will do for our society, like if you look out the window right now during this whole pandemic, you will see less pollution, less traffic. Yeah. There are people outside walking with their kids. It's like the nineties again. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, we can have a better world and this is probably part of that. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'd also, you know, one other thing too, that I'd say is if you're an employer, you know, 
uh, Will's got a, a couple of chapters in there that will help you to set up working remotely and, and give you, you know, the information that you need. And it's, you know, I'm actually an employer who employs all of my employees work remotely. We, we work across the, the world and man, like the money that I save and the efficiency and the quality of people that I get because the people that can work remotely, I know are highly disciplined. It, it is well, well worth it. So, so definitely check that out. And, and another, you know, little tip for you guys, if you want to work remotely is, Hey, buy a couple of copies of the book, give some to your coworkers, <laughs> give okay. one to your boss, put it on your debt, put it on your boss desk. Say, Hey, I got you. Uh, I got this book. It was really interesting. I, th I thought you would like it as well. And bam, there you go. And then you don't even have to say anything. You just buy your boss the book, put it on his desk. And in fact, you can put it on his desk anonymously. Don't even, don't even say that you put it. Just fucking put that thing on there. And then, uh, and then, hey, it, it'll do some, uh, per, it's pretty persuasive. So it'll, it'll start doing the work for you. So, all right. Well, thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, appreciate your, your input on this. All righty. Thank you. All right. Take care.